Wife Material Podcast How to Build a Husband. Of course, you know, I have some critics of my podcast, which I appreciate because, you know, I want some feedback from both sides. But of course, you know, your critics, your haters, right? <laughs> your non fans, which tend to ironically be your fans because they're the ones who are, you know, giving you feedback, even if it's not positive. It's still feedback nonetheless. Um, you know, they you know, they love to point out that, you know, I just talk about the idea of a, of a woman being a wife and then that's it. Even though it's like, well, it's called Wife Material Podcast for a reason. Right? It's the idea of being a wife. Right? No point in having the skills if you're not going to use it, right? What's the point in learning how to be a wife if you're not going to be one? So, obviously... I'm on topic, which is being a wife. And then there's the fact that it's like, well, what about the husbands? Do you even talk about, you know, what a, what a man needs to do to be a husband and stuff like that? Well, ironically, I have a husband material podcast for that. I'm still working on more um, content for that. I do have some ideas, of course. But the thing is, is that on average, on average, most guys already husband material. They already meet a lot of the, the, the criteria that women want in a man anyway. Right? Because what makes a man a man is the same thing what makes him a husband. Right? His financial capabilities, his physical capabilities, right? Social status, you know, the fact that he's really good at navigating the current world. And whenever the world changes, he adapts. You want, to get, you want to be with a man like that. You don't want to be with a man who, you know, the harder life gets, the, you know, the harder it, life is for him. Because if life is hard for him, then that's also hard for you. He needs to be able to navigate through life, right? Think, you have to think of, a, of life like a video game. You'd rather be with a character, husband, right, a man, who's really good at the game, not bad at it. Makes no sense to be with somebody who's bad at the game and who would... You know, the harder the game gets, the more less they do, the, the less they try to play the game, right? And instead of trying to get it good at the game, they just rather just do nothing. So you want a man who's a top-level player of life, right? Who's always trying to level himself up, level, um, you know, his resources, his kingdom, uh, whatever you want to call it, house, right? The empire. That's what you want, right? You want the high-scoring player. You want the, the best of the best. That's what, as a woman, you should be looking for, right? The best of the best. Right? These are the types of qualities that you want and should want in a husband. Him being smart, you know, being wise. Now, a lot of times that comes with age, being smart and wise. So, typically, you'll end up with an older guy, right? Older man, because... Age tends to come with uh, with intelligence and wisdom. Could you get a young guy who's smart and wise? Yeah, that is possible. But that just means he has to have had to have lived a very active lifestyle to get all that knowledge and wisdom. Because knowledge and wisdom, right, comes from experience, right, from trying things, failing at it, learning from your failures, and and then you know learning what not to do. That way, 
you know, you make better decisions in life. And you want to be with a man that makes a lot of good decisions. You don't want to be with a man who makes a lot of bad decisions, right? If a man makes a lot of bad decisions, well, don't be surprised that the relationship doesn't work out too well because he has a habit of making bad decisions. You know, you want a guy who's good at solving problems, not making them or just pointing them out like, oh, this is a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem, and then that's it, and never have a solution. You know, and that goes with anybody. That, that applies to females as well, right? Don't just be, point out problems, have a solution for it. Now, guys are typically logical, therefore, they would, you know, have solutions to problems. And that, as a wife, it's very important to listen to the solutions, right? Even if you feel that the solution might not solve the problem, um, you still should hear it out. You still should hear it. Um, there's a possibility that it, like, it might turn out that it actually is a good solution, or at least it's better than nothing. Any, uh, a solution is better than no solution, right? That's what I'm trying to say. So, but of course, you want a good solution to a problem. So, it does help when somebody you're with, a hus- your husband, right, is, you know, experienced enough in life to be able to solve multiple problems. You know, because the idea is it's it's two heads are better than one. So. Of course, you should be able to solve problems, right? And let's say you're, you're, you're pretty good at solving a lot of problems, but, you know, you don't want a guy who's not as good. You want him to be at your level of problem-solving capabilities or higher. By him having higher problem-solving capabilities, that's good because that when you combine both of your capabilities, that's more. Mathematically, that's more. That's more capabilities of solving problems. There's a higher chance to solve problems. But at the same time, you know, with him being the head of the household, being the leader, you know, being the, the breadwinner and the, you know, your man, right? You expect him to be really, really good at solving problems, especially if a lot of problems um, require physical capabilities or um, uh, financial capabilities or even social capabilities, right? You know? You will want that, you know. You want a man who has, you know, other men that he can rely on for uh, assistance on things. Like if, if, if furniture needs to be moved, he can go call upon his boys. They come through and things will get moved, right? If there's ever a life or death situation, you know, you can call on the boys and the boys will come through, you know, that kind of stuff. So... Or maybe one of his friends just so happens to be a cop and it's much easier to call his friend to come through than it is to call 911, right? That might be, you know, might he might live close by, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's the importance of resources. You definitely want a man who, who has resources. Because one, that benefits you, obviously. Secondarily, you know, that benefits him because he has the resources. You know that he is capable of taking care of himself if need be. So that way you don't have to take care of them as much, right? You don't want to be in a, you know, 100% in a mother position, right? Because, you know, there's females that tend to complain about that. Like, oh, I'm not his mom. I'm not his maid to stand in third. But it's like, correct, you're not those things. But where you are, if you're his wife, you're his wife. Which means you do have the, you do have the responsibility of being his support. You're supposed to support him. Right? It's ironic that most modern women nowadays talk about the whole idea of partnership 
if I don't understand it, <laughs> even in a quote-unquote partnership scenario, like an equal partner scenario, you still got to do stuff. And since it's going to be an equal partner scenario, that means you need to be able to do equally what he can do. And because he can lift more than you, he's more likely taller than you because you, you chose him to be taller and stronger, probably smarter, right? Um, more financially capable than you. For you to be like, oh, we're equal. Like, no, you chose someone who's not your equal. You, you chose someone who's who's your superior when it comes to comparison. When you're comparing your capabilities, your stats, you chose the, the guy with the most stats. He has more stats than you. So it'd be weird to treat him like his stats are lower than yours, like his capabilities are less than yours, when he's clearly not, right? It's like Lois Lane, you know, is, you know, gets with Superman, but then she treats Superman like he's the weak one. Like, what? Like, she's the superwoman. Like, no, you're Lois Lane. You are you. He is him. He's Superman. You chose him because he's amazing. For you to look at him like, like he's beneath you and you're the super one in the relationship, that makes no sense. You deliberately chose Superman. And since you chose Superman, you have to treat him as such. That's how that works. That's the same thing with being a wife. When you choose your husband, right, when you agree to marry somebody, it's because he is your, your Superman, right? He is the perfect guy for you. It makes no sense to just marry a guy just because he asked you to, right? You know, you can say no. As soon as you say yes, it's because you already vetted him. You already made sure that he's the one, the one that you will, you know, support, help, love, and all the other good things that comes with being in a relationship. You accept the fact that he's going to be the leader and you're going to follow his lead. You know, again, if you're listening to this, it's more likely because you're interested in being in that position, being in the wife position, right? It's a position, it's a role, it's a, it's a title that comes with responsibility. Too many women nowadays that I notice on the internet love the idea of having the title but not the responsibilities, not putting in the work to, to you know, to deserve the title. They just like it because it sounds nice. Sounds nice to be someone's wife and then that's it. It's like, no, no. You need to be more than that. Because right now, because in that situation, that's, that just makes you sound like a trophy wife, but a self-imposed trophy wife. Instead of your husband being like, okay, you don't got to do anything. I just need you just to look pretty and that's it. And, and, and do nothing. Then you're just a trophy wife. You're just there for aesthetics. If that's what you're looking for, then make sure you get a husband that wants a trophy wife if that's what you want but most guys who want a wife who worked hard to be in a position where he wants to share his life with somebody and share his resources and stuff like that he wants a woman that is going to be a woman it's going to be a wife it's going to do wifely things and one of the responsibilities of being a wife is not stay at that position he especially to be promoted someday to mother right and then the, and then grandmother at someday right so you know, the whole being a wife is a long-term thing. It's, you know, it's like if you decided to join the military and you signed a lifelong contract, it'd be weird. After two years, you're like, you know what, I want to quit. The military is like, uh, but just signed on for a lifetime. You, you're, you're obligated to serve your, your, full, your full contract, right? And that's the whole point. 
like when you choose to be a wife, you that's that's some, a path you're choosing for the rest of your life. It is not a oh let me give it a try and see how it works out. Like no, you're supposed to already know if that's the path you want, and then when you choose it and be part of it, you're supposed to continue with it. Right? It's unfortunate that divorce is something that's that's that was that's introduced into uh, marriages, and that's more of a modern day uh, concept because. That never used to be a thing. There will be a time where instead of, you know, divorce, right? If they, if the husband and wife just didn't want to be around each other anymore, um, for whatever reasons, they fell, fell out of love, whatever, they, they stayed married, right? They just were like, all right, well, I'm going to live in this house and you can go live in one of our other houses that we own until the day we die and then leave it at that right they'll just they'll just spend less time with one another but what they wouldn't do is just end the marriage right and all the benefits that comes from being married and stuff like that right you know all the legal benefits and stuff and and then just be like okay well I'm gonna restart my life with someone else and it's like uh, well good luck with that idea but that's not that's not logical because it's it's not that different from quitting a, a you know getting a job that's a career not just a summer job but like a career and then halfway through quit and then expect to start a new career and it's like it's gonna be difficult because so many things comes with that and the thing is it's like you know being a wife even though I refer to it like as the concept and, and the same thing with being a husband it's like the concept of like business you know like a job it is but it's something that has to do with life and relationship right it's it's you know something it's something bigger than a job yes a job you can go quit whenever you want that's why they have it set up where you can quit right just like you can be fired from a job but you know a marriage it's supposed to be a lifetime agreement, a lifetime thing. You're supposed to be prepared for it. That's part of why you're supposed to be raised to be a wife. Just like guys raised to be husbands, right? Or at least taught. That's why, you know, you know, learn husband learns, you know, his responsibilities, you know, the importance of, you know, maintaining his finances, right? Maintaining you know, his uh, physical capabilities, you know, try not to get hurt, injured, because if he's hurt and injured, that reduces his capabilities to protect his female, you know, his wife, right? And his children, right? Wife and kids. Um, so that's why it's important for him to try not to get hurt, especially from working, right? Um, and then his wife will also supposed to support him in that, in, that, in that aspect, make sure that he's eating healthy, so that way he's in, you know, good, healthy shape. It is a symbiotic relationship. It's a teamwork thing, right? You're supposed to help him be able to function to do the things he does and vice versa. Right? You know, and, and the thing about my podcast is that I'm just trying to share, you know, the traditional concept, the traditional ideas of how things used to be. You know, basically giving a history lesson. And it's up to you, you know, to, to try to apply this to modern day times. If y'all want to change some things up and add stuff to the, to what, you know, makes a husband a husband, that's fine. Just understand that 
you know, most females do not know what one what makes a man a man and what is a man because they usually don't deal with men as often as they used to because there, there was a time there was more men like men as in like they were taught to be men so they knew how to be men there's less of that now so there's very few men left um, because of the whole constant feminism thing and constantly trying to make guys act more like females and less like men so of course there's less men so that's why it's not a surprise when you have females out here complaining that ain't no good man ain't you know you know all men ain't shit all men ain't shit but not realizing that it, that comes from these guys not being raised to be men they're being raised to be feminine which is a totally different type of men right feminine men right so that's not good and this is what it looks like when you have feminine men uh, women end up complaining about it end up you know saying there aren't no good men well, duh there's there aren't no good men in abundance there are still some of course but not in abundance of course there's not a lot of good men because you know feminism has neutered being a man and that's where the whole toxic masculinity bullshit comes in you know saying that being a man is bad so of course you're gonna have less good men do you have good guys good you know males out there good boys <laughs> right yeah there's, there's good boys out there good guys out there but ironically they're the ones that get ignored and it's the bad boys the fuck boys the bad men are the ones that women are chasing after and complaining about them ain't that ironic but hopefully you have chosen wisely and you're making sure that your husband is smart right a protector a provider provider of you know obviously uh, protection resources you know experience knowledge you know teach you a thing or two you know um, obviously he will he will want you to to be good at whatever you do so of course he's going to you know teach you things um, you would definitely want him to be a problem solver right <laughs> the, the the jokingness of women want men to be mind readers huh? I mean if he's good at, at um at, you know, understanding body language, understanding um, female nature, right, human nature and stuff like that. He's good at, uh, you know, uh, putting putting things together, you know, seeing patterns. That's part of being a problem solver is seeing patterns and then, you know, seeing, coming up with a solution based off of the pattern. Then, yes, it makes it easier for him to be able to read your mind, so to speak. Um, but also, you know, whenever he asks you a question, try to be honest. One of the interesting things is that most women say one thing, do the opposite. They tend to be hypocrites. So they'll say something that sounds good, but they don't do that thing. They do the opposite of what they say they do or won't do. And that creates, you know, <laughs> the, the situation where it's hard for a guy, you know, even an average guy to be able to tell, you know, what a woman's thinking because they hear what you say but they see what you do and it doesn't match up see what a guy when he says he ain't gonna do shit well 
his actions prove that he ain't gonna do shit, right? Or if he says, you know, you know, the all I want is sex and that's it, and that's all you ever you you see is that he just he puts effort when it comes to that, but doesn't put effort in anything else. Well, he was true to his word. Since most females, I notice, have a habit of saying one thing and doing the opposite. For them, they think it's, you know, it's strange when a guy doesn't do more. Even though the guy never said he was going to do more. Here, here he said what he was going to do. And then he did it. But since you're so used to being extra, I have to say, ladies, most females tend to be extra. That for y'all, it is surprising when a guy doesn't do extra. Because y'all used to doing extra. Y'all used to seeing each other as females doing extra. You know, doing more than what y'all say you're going to do. So then that's why you expect guys to be the same. You expect guys to, you know, to do more than what they say. You know. Just like a guy can say, you know, I'm going to you know, work hard, make a lot of money, and, you know, we'll live a good life. And that's, you know, pretty reasonable. But then you expect that he was going to become a billionaire or something. It's like, well, he didn't say he was going to be a billionaire. He just said he was going to work hard, make a lot of money, and have a good life. A good life can just be 100K a year or 200K a year. It doesn't have to be a billion dollars a year or some shit like that, right? So that's the difference. Is you, you'll expect more even though he said less. So he said less, but you expect more. Like he says, oh, I'm going to take you, you know, to, uh, to a restaurant for a date. And that's all he said. But you expect it to be like some big extravagant thing. You expect a, a limo to pull up and take y'all to the to a five-star restaurant. Salt Bay is going to be there and all this extra stuff. Maybe even propose, you know, to you, you know, marriage and stuff. All this extra stuff you expect when he never said any of that. All he said was he's going to take you to a restaurant on a date. And it probably is just going to be as simple as going to the restaurant, ordering some food, talking a little bit eating once the meal's over then y'all go home and that's it and that was the date because he didn't specify how long it was going to be he didn't specify any extra details if when y'all go to the restaurant he's going to have like a, a, a band pull up and, and play some in- musical instruments and, and serenade y'all you and stuff like that and flowers it's going to be brought to you and like and, and you're going to get gifts like he ain't say all that extra shit so why do why would you expect the extra shit right just some bit of logic right there for you ladies but anyway you want him to be good problems all right you want him to be a master negotiator it's always a good idea i mean i tend to do this i try to find a uh, compromises i try to compromise with my ladies as much as possible because i <laughs> know they can be unreasonable a lot of times since they're more emotional than logical so i can't you know use logic all the time i can use logic to understand they're going to be illogical and, and, you know, make decisions based off of feelings over facts. But I, I take I take calculated risks is what I'm saying. So I figure out, okay, what, what type of, what situation, like what compromise can I make where I'm okay with it and she'll be, you know, happy with it. So as long, so I kind of gauge, I kind of measure it that way, like a scale. How much more on her side can I put? They will make her happy, but not too much to a point where my side has way less. You know, I, I want is obviously it's going to be a little bit of an unbalance. I mean, there's the rare occasion where it'll be equal, but it's more likely it's going to tilt in her favor, right? So it's going to be more on her side than mine. 
But as long as, you know, she's happy and I'm happy, that's a win-win for me. That's equal, even if it was unequal that led to that, you know, technical equality. So basically, the best way to put it is I use the term technical equality. As long as technically (laughs) her and me are equal, then that's good enough for me. Um, Because I'm always willing to... I'm always willing to take less as long as I, you know, as long as the outcome is positive, right? Because her being happy equals my happiness. That's why when it, it's a problem when I see out there for guys when they're in a situation where they do a lot for for, for their for their woman, but then they're sad, they're unhappy. And it's like, well, that's the thing. You didn't make sure that, that you compromised in a way that guaranteed your own happiness. Don't sacrifice your happiness just because you want to make her happy. Because more likely, you overpaid, right? You overcompensated. You gave her too much, which left you with no happiness. But she's just going to squander that extra happiness. The extra happiness you could have had, you, 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 know, you, gave, it to, you gave it to her. And then she's just going to squander because now she has more than she needed. She probably only needed a little bit of happiness, not a lot, but you over you overdosed her with it, right? You gave, you OD'd her with happiness, and now, because you got to remember that happiness is going to wear off, so you want to save as much of it as possible so that we can, you know, give her a little dose of happiness here and there to, you know, keep her happy. Don't give her, you know, the full dosage or overdose her with happiness because once that wears off, all that's going to be left is um, issues. So you have to understand that, you know, because most women's decisions are made emotionally. You got to you gotta make sure that you balance out the emotion. And that's where it goes to the whole a guy um, being good at controlling, um, you know, emotional control. Having control of his own emotions, but also control of her emotions. Not, but not in the, you know, manipulative, you know, controlling type of way that some females will think. Obviously, it's in the, you know, making sure that you're happy, but not too happy. Making sure you're not uh, too sad, you know. Just just put her in the levels that's good enough to make her, to you know, to keep her satisfied. But, um, so that's the type of guy you, you know, you want. A guy who can uh, negotiate, can work with you. Um, even when you're hard to work with, but I'm not saying that a woman should be toxic. I'm not saying that a woman should be, you know, this okay if she's like, oh, I'm too hard to handle. You know, you know, I'm very combative and this and that third, and you know, it's not good to be those things. Try not to be those things. Obviously, you know, make it easier for him to be able to do what he needs to do to keep you, you know, to make you happy, keep you happy. That is one really big contradicting thing to do is when your husband or a man that you're in a relationship tries to make you happy, but then you will try to undermine him trying and just get angrier or, you know, make him feel like he's wasting his time trying to make you happy. And then that in turn obviously backfires, right? It's just because sometimes it feels like when a guy's trying to make a woman happy, she deliberately tries to get more happiness, right? Tries to get him to do more, so then she'll deliberately act angrier, hoping that he'll he'll do extra, he'll do the most, right? He'll do more, 
because she's being greedy. So it becomes like a you know negotiating tactic. He's trying to make her happy, but she's like, nope, not good enough. So then he's like, okay, well, I'll increase it. I'm going to give you 50% happiness. Nope, not good enough. Okay, how about 60% happiness? And, you know, she, she's going to keep trying to drag it on and try to get it as much as she can. And it's like, well, that's very selfish. You know, should be grateful that he's, at least he's trying, right? That he's trying to, you know, make you happy. Because clearly if you're not, you're not happy, there's, there's a reason for it. So as a problem solver, he will want to solve that problem. But if you're going to make it hard for him to solve it, then, well, obviously the problem is you and you need to fix that. Don't bring him problems that you don't want him to solve. Right? That includes yourself. So don't bring yourself as a problem and then be mad that he's trying to solve it and then you're just making it hard for him to solve the problem. Then don't bring him any problems if you don't want him to fix it. Then um, a guy who has purpose, right, beyond his exist, him just existing, you know, you, know, you want him to have life, you want him to have a life, right, you want him to have things that brings him joy, you know, hobbies and stuff like that, uh, you know, a career, uh, you know, a purpose in life, just other than just existing, you know, especially if, you know, Y'all want to live a really nice life. You want a guy who's, you know, who has, who has a purpose. A guy who's just existing is going to be ha- is going to be f- happy with, uh, you know, with enough money for an apartment and ramen noodles and you know, and Netflix and that's it. And all he wants to do is chill. You know what I mean? If you if that's what you want, hey, you do you. But I'm just saying, if you want more, then make sure you get a guy who who does that, who wants. Who has a lifestyle that, you know, that tends to, tends to be more than just good enough, or complacent, or just existing. You know, he's the main character of his story, as opposed to just being a background character. And you want to be part of the life of a main. You know, you want to be a main character. You want to be a. You want to be with a main character, obviously, right? You want to be one of the main cast of his story. You don't want to be a side character with a side character. <laughs> um, good genetics, right? Especially if you're going to go from wife to mother, you you know motherhood. You'll want him to have good genetics, right? Just like you're bringing good genetics, right? I'm expecting that you'll be bringing good genetics to the relationship. So you your good genetics with his good genetics. I'll make good babies, right? Beautiful babies and stuff. So him having good genetics, you know, being physically strong is obviously good genetics. Especially if he has the body type of of a ectomorph, right? I think that's the body type, ectomorph. Because there's mesomorph, endomorph, and then ectomorph. If I'm right, I'm a endomorph, um, which means I can easily gain weight, but I could also easily lose it, right? So I can. I can, um, you know, it's easier for me to get in shape, but also just as easy for me to get out of shape. So I have that level of flexibility. Um, While a mesomorph is, you know, a skinny guy that, you know, has trouble gaining weight and putting on muscles. And a 
ectomorph if I'm right is the, the opposite easy to get um, easy to be big but not easy to get small but you know he would more likely be uh, muscular like he'll be naturally muscular he'll be naturally strong so an ectomorph body type will be um, type of guy will be the kind of guy you'll want uh, you know for the whole good genetics thing I mean endomorph ain't bad either because of the whole variety right the option the ability to get strong or not right but uh, you know you always want to lean towards the you know holding on to physical strength longer so an ectomorph would be better even though I'm an endomorph, I'm not going to be like, hey, pick an endomorph, you know, body type. It's like, no, pick ecto, ectomorph. They stay stronger longer. That's what she said. Um, you know, so physically strong, mentally strong, right? Prefer to be with a man that's uh, not mentally unstable, right? Doesn't have men a lot of mental health issues or any at all. You know, you want him to be smart and a problem solver, right? You know, you want him to have his mind right. Because that will transfer over to the children. Um, you want him to be emotionally strong, as in, you know, not, not no emotional intelligence. That's not a real thing, but emotionally strong, where he, you know, does have emotions, but he controls them. And you know, when he does express emotions, you know, it's, it's usually at the right time. You know, I mean, if he was to cry, it would be a you know, in a logical moment, like something major happened, and it makes sense that he cried, right? Like the birth of his children or something like that, or at, or at his wedding. But any other time, you know, crying over spilled milk would just be ridiculous, you know? I mean, even something like, oh, I lost my job. Yeah, well, that sucked, but there's, there's no point in crying over that. You know, right, getting emotional over losing a job is like, well, it happens. Hopefully you have a backup plan. Hopefully you, you know, you, 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 you save money so you're good for, you know, a while and this, that, that. Like, you want to, definitely want to, especially when it comes to, like, marriage, you want to be with a guy who, who doesn't spend money like crazy, right? He's not wasteful with money. He's good with money. He stacks his money. He invests his money. That's the most common way you're going to have a lot of money is investing. So you definitely want a guy like that because you know he's, you know, regardless whether he has a job or not, financially you'll be good. So you, you want to make sure that he's financially strong, which will come with being, you know, mentally strong, right? I'm tall, good looking, right? I want him to have good genetics, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, as an example, if that's what you're into. You know, his ethnicity, right? If he's Latino, black, white, Asian, whatever, right? These factors need to be taken into account when it comes to, you know, kids. That's why genetics are important. And that's why I'm not against the idea if, if you want a guy who's tall because, you know, being tall has many benefits. Um, but, hey, if you like short, nothing against that. Short's not bad. It's just, you know, short has different uh, benefits than being tall. It just depends what you prefer. But tall tends to be the most popular uh, trait. Tall and strong. You know, six feet strong and super strong. Whatever that song was. Um, but 
Yeah, that, that's just the the basic stuff, you know. Obviously, he could he could be more than that, you know. You'll want more than that. That's up to you, because you know every guy is going to be different. But on average, most of what I've said so far is the basic template, you know, basic standard of you know of a husband. Notice I didn't mention much about like sex or anything like that. Um, you know, didn't say too much about emotions other than he should control them. You want a man who has good emotional control, right? Um, you want him to be good, good with money. You want him to have money. <laughs> you want him to be strong so he can protect you, protect the children, uh, protect himself because you don't want him, you know, out here literally getting beat up by the world, right? You don't want him out here, you know, being mistreated, manhandled, and stuff like that. You want a a warrior, right? You want a strong man. You know, and you want the kids to be strong, and you want you know. Yeah, remember the world is the world itself is dangerous, right? Despite the fact we have advanced technology and stuff like that, and Facebook and, and Twitter and all that stuff, right? It's, we're still on a planet, and we still have to do things to survive. The planet is still dangerous. Animals still exist, right? Animals that will tear you up still exist, right? Not all humans are you know good humans. So you still got to protect yourself against, you know, bad people in general, right? Don't assume just because someone's a, a female that they're not dangerous. They can be dangerous. Uh, just because a child is a child doesn't mean the child can't be dangerous and the list goes on and on, right? Um, you know, and accidents happen, you know what I mean? You might be walking on a bridge and the bridge falls apart like shit happens, right? You know. You know, you might, uh, obviously it's a good idea not to do stuff like smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol. These are things I don't have, I haven't mentioned, but like, it's a good idea not to have these types of habits, right? Don't damage your body, right? I do talk about being healthy, exercise, being fit, right? Um, oh yeah, let me add these things. Um, if, you know, like I said, how to build a husband, right? If you want to improve him, right? Then you need to make sure you put in the effort, right? You want him. You want him to be healthier. Then make sure he eats healthy, right? By making sure you, you know, you're responsible for what he eats. That way he is eating healthy. Especially if you notice he doesn't make good health choices, you be the one that makes the good health choices. Oh, preferably you want to be with a you know a guy that, you know, does eat healthy, does exercise and whatnot. But if you're, you know. If you, you know, have no problem, if you're work, if you're, instead of getting a guy who's like essentially perfect, right, but no one's really perfect, then get a guy who's good enough and then build them up. And that's the whole how to build a husband, right? That's the whole idea. It's like, you know, because most of what I said is like what makes him, you know, good as a husband, um, as a basic template so that we can build a guy up to that. So... If you, if you if you find a good a good guy right the idea is to get a good guy a good guy that's good quality you know has a lot of potential and then all you just need is a lot of these you know um, basically a lot of this cosmetic stuff right you know you know him dressing nice him you know making more money you know things like that that he can do to improve you know going to the gym and so forth these things he can do after being with you as opposed to like he already was doing it before he got with you if you're the type of woman that, 
when you got a relationship with him, you improved him, you know, so he can be a you know, husband material, right? Then, you know, one day you pop the question, now you're a husband and wife, and there you go. You build your husband, right? You build him to be a husband, and then you propose, you know, that kind of stuff. Don't just accept him for who he is, how he is, right? And then expect him to marry you, and then complain that he's not improving on his own or whatnot, or he's not the one. It's like, but but you had you had you had the ability to choose. You know, you had plenty of time to make sure he was the one before saying yes to marriage, right? But anyway, if you want him to be in better shape, right, when he's already not, then you need to be responsible for how for him becoming, you know, getting in shape, right? Eating healthy, um, you know, going to the gym, or just, you know, offering to go with him to the gym, you know, or offering him, you know, or inviting him to go with you to the gym or get a home gym if he, you know, makes the excuses of not leaving the house, you know, oh, I work and blah, 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 and I'm tired and I want to go out, then it's like, all right, then get a home gym and then work out. And if he doesn't seem to, there's so many things you can do. If he doesn't seem to feel motivated to work out, then get butt-ass naked and start working out. Trust me. <laughs> He'll, he'll, he'll want to work out. He'll want to be in that room working out with you in more ways than one. And, you know, just be creative. You know, there there's videos on YouTube that you can watch that can give you, you know, tips and tricks on how to make your man, you know, your husband happy, right? Um, obviously, you should definitely listen to videos from guys who are you know married right and get advice from them they you know because one you're getting a pers the, the male perspective as well as you know he's letting you know you know what his wife does and what works for him and that might also work for you now granted not everything applies to everybody just like this video i mean this podcast about you know building a husband might not be you know might not apply to every guy or, you know, to every woman that wants her husband to be a certain way. So you might have to tweak it, might change it up. You know, results may vary, but at least it gives you something to work with. It gives you an idea of, you know, what to expect from your husband. You know, the things you could do to improve him. You know, a lot of these things you might agree with. A lot of things, some of these things you might not agree with. You know, teach their own. And hopefully this was helpful, which is the whole idea is to be helpful, give some information for those ladies who want to be wise. And that's the end of the podcast.